0: year is 2002. Halle Berry becomes the first black actress to win the Oscar for Best Actress. The first cell phone with a built-in camera hits the market. The Winter Olympics are held in Salt Lake City, Utah. Sarah Michelle Gellar marries Freddie Prinze Jr. Brittany and Justin break up. And Cadet Kelly premieres on the Disney Channel. I'm Hope Carew.
1: And I'm Paige Smith. And And this this is History history duffs. Oh, wait. Actually, can we start the podcast with us doing Amanda and Hillary's... Ah, 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 Yeah. (laughs) I think I just did both parts. Okay, ready? Ah, 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 ah. I will say it's
0: really hard with the delay in my ear, (laughs) but I think it went
1: well. Ah, I think it went really well. Um, if you guys can't tell from, well, I guess the intro and what we just did, today we are covering one of Hillary's most iconic movies, Cadet Kelly. I thought it was going to
0: be your hairdo that gave it away for everyone. Oh yeah,
1: I did surprise <laughs> Paige by, by putting in barrettes.
0: <laughs> I was like, man, it must be the Cadet Kelly
1: day. <laughs> it's Cadet Kelly day, y'all. And I'm ready for it. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> What was you that? You know, I go I go Southern when I get nervous. I was like a
0: Miley Stewart. Not even Miley Cyrus, Miley Stewart. Okay, so Paige, where were you
1: March 8th, 2002?
0: So I was about to turn seven. Okay. Some call it six. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Some, not others. You probably would have called it six and a half. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I would have. I mean, we're talking 22 days away from being... Seven, so yeah, so anyway, where were you? Well, where were you? Um, (laughs) so at this point, I had done my first play. I know, um, I was Caterpillar number one.
1: Oh my god, I love your work!
0: Thank you very much. Um, but I was very into acting, yes, mostly because of Hilary Dove, yes, obviously, Um, (laughs) really thought I could be her, yes. And that's about it. I was just, you know, still going to the first grade.
1: <laughs> okay, so I'm in second grade. <laughs> True. Brag. Yeah. I'm in... What's it like? Tell me everything. Uh, well, first of all, I can do cursive now. <laughs> Secondly, my teacher was very cool in second grade. She was literally like Miss Frizzle, and everyone like called her Miss Frizzle. Her name well, it was Miss Hammy. As a nickname for Miss Hamilton. Okay, shout okay, out. That's so She cute. was awesome. Um, but she was my teacher. She was famously my teacher when 9-11 <laughs> happened. And my mom walked into the classroom and told her. And I was like, what's my mom doing at school? Because my parents are divorced. So my mom was never, like, around the school as much as, like, the stay-at-home moms. Like, yeah. we would literally just hang out in the hallway. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but I rem- I this movie was, like, so important to my fashion sense so important. A lot of camo. A lot of camo, (laughs) a lot of barrettes. And then like, I guess my personal connection with this story is I just think about like my, so my grandfather was in the Marines. I know that your dad was also in the military. He was. Um, spoiler alert. (laughs) Shout out dad. (laughs) Paige has a dad. (laughs) Um, but my grandpa got to take me to like a military supply store. Have you ever been to one before? I don't think so. It's just like a random store. It's almost like this one was like the size of like a small Walmart and it had like everything and you but you get a big discount.
2: Oh, okay, gotcha. And it's like
1: for veterans and people who are like actively serving. And anyway, my grandpa like loves to like buy us gifts and I found this like butterfly shirt that was like ruched.
3: You know what I'm talking about? It
1: ruched and had, like, glitter on it. And I... It was blue. Was it
0: one with, like, flowy sleeves? No. It was the
1: short sleeves. It was short sleeve, which I was... Which I preferred. It was, like, still kind of tomboyish, but it was also, like girly enough that I was embarrassed about it and I like wanted this shirt so bad and I was like so nervous that I was gonna show it to my grandpa and he'd be like no that's too like sexy because I thought it was like a sexy shirt yeah and no he bought it for me he was like I love it and I would wear it like on Fridays because we could do like free dress on Fridays but I felt like I was like cadet kelly like in the before yeah Yeah. which is the cool Kelly, which is the cool kelly obviously (laughs) before she turns into a republican oh
2: (laughs) (laughs) we'll get there no
1: (laughs) that's save it for the pod (laughs)
0: that's a really sweet story though i love that yeah
1: i'm pretty i remember that
0: feeling of like this is what I really want, but this is what, like, grown-up girls wear. Yes. I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah, just, like,
1: think... I just thought about being a teenager a lot. Yeah, me too. And I would, like, read Meg Cabot and be like, "Um, am I going to get in trouble for reading this? Like, they're kissing. I remember my mom was
0: famously um, protective when I was younger. (laughs) And example I wasn't allowed to have Britney Spears CDs and I loved Britney Spears but my mom's reasoning was because she dressed too scantily clad Mm -hmm. she showed too much skin but I was allowed to get all the Britney Spears merchandise I just couldn't have the CDs that's weird which doesn't make any sense and I've talked to my mom about this and she's like I get it I was a horrible mom
1: (laughs) every mom exactly every mom ever
0: exactly um but I, she got me this, um, a Mary Kate and Ashley, like, branded tank top. It was just, like, a tank top, but it was, like, a crop top, and I don't think she knew that when she got it, oh. and, but I wanted to keep it so bad, and I was so afraid if she found out <laughs> it was a crop top, she's going to take it back. So um, did you never wear it then? I wore it, I remember vividly wearing it to dinner one time, and wearing a jacket over it. <laughs> like, button-zipped. Yeah. Couldn't see anything, but I... The whole time was so afraid that my parents were going to notice and, like, yell at me in the restaurant. Like, I have a, such a vivid memory. So I understand you're thinking Yeah, of, of shirt. like,
1: oh, my God, like, the scandalous shirt. And, like, truly, like, working my courage up. To Aww. my grandfather, we literally call him Poppy Claus because we call him Poppy. So he's, like, he loves to, like, buy gifts. Like, and he's never said no. It's his love language. It's his love language. And it's so, I was like, um... Is it okay? And he was like, amazing! We got you a great outfit. You know, my grandpa's also always trying to buy me slacks. (laughs) (laughs) To go with that cute butterfly top. To go with that cute butterfly top. He's like, you know what you need? A nice (laughs) pair of slacks. I'm like, people don't really wear slacks. One time he sent me a brochure. That had a dress code in it. And he was like, it was like a dress code for like a fancy hotel. And he sent it to me to be like, this is the dress code for Florida. (laughs) And I was like, no, it's not. It was like truly business casual. Did it have slacks in there? It had slacks, no jeans. You had to wear loafers, no open-toed shoes. And a suit jacket if you were a man. And you had to wear pants with a belt. Like...
0: Because I can never go to
1: Florida. You can never go to Florida. Naples, no. it's off limit. But I was like, you know, I obviously showed up in t-shirts as always. Like, yeah, of course. But that's his dream. Uh, yeah, to go with the butterfly top. A granddaughter who wears slacks. <laughs> Truly. And my aunt was like, oh, hope you have no idea. <laughs> because that's her dad. Yeah. And she's like, I... He bought me so many slacks when I was a teen. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like, so weird that that's his thing. And she's, like, in big Irish wool sweaters. But that's because we're Irish. Like, sure. the slacks, I don't know where it comes from. <laughs>
0: He's, like, classy girls wear slacks. Classy
1: girls, business girls wear slacks. But that's not Hillary. So I love Hillary that. wears, like, a cool, spunky uniform at the beginning of the movie with, like, blue hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she, you know, wears another type of uniform.
0: <gasps> Spoiler. You know what I'm getting to. <laughs> so that's right.
1: If you haven't seen the movie, spoilers ahead, okay? Spo- <laughs> and if you haven't seen the movie, pause. Go watch on Disney+, and then check back in for all of our hot takes to be like, wow, you're absolutely right, Hope and Paige. You'll like it a lot more that way. You really will. But if if you can't watch Disney+, Plus, Paige will give you her login, so yeah, don't worry. Um, grab a piece of paper. Here it comes. <laughs> J. <X-H-J. laughs>
0: Strong password alert. <laughs> I thought you were going with email. Email. <laughs> um, so. Yes. Where was Hillary?
1: Oh, my God. You know, she was busy this year. She
0: was booked and busy, booked let me tell you. Booked and busy,
1: working hard, and guess what? Playing hard. So
0: she was already off and running on Liz McGuire, and... They really were banking on her. They put a lot into Liz McGuire, expecting it to be a big hit, and they were right. Yeah, they were. (laughs) So she has already done season one. It's hard to figure out sort of timeline-wise because I think they did it all together. There were two seasons of Liz McGuire, but I think they filmed it, you know, back-to-back. Yeah. Which they often do with kids'
1: shows because kids grow up so fast.
0: Mm. They try to
1: film multiple seasons at once. You know, blink- You just blink and they're grown. I miss when my kids were little.
0: (laughs) But um, Liz McGuire was a big hit for the Disney Channel, and they were already um, launching, in spring of 2002, they were launching a whole line of Liz McGuire products, which I'm sure we both had a lot of
1: those. Oh, um, did I have them or did I just want them? I don't remember. They <laughs> was also, I too embarrassed to ask for them? Maybe. <laughs> they also did uh,
0: Lizzie McGuire Lunchables, uh, so maybe you can. Stop! I definitely had those. And I thought it was interesting. At this point, they had already announced the Lizzie McGuire movie.
2: Yes,
1: I know. I didn't know that either. Yeah. I didn't think that the Lizzie McGuire movie was. 2003. It all happened so fast. It all, in the blink of an eye. And
0: granted, when we're seven and eight years old, it doesn't seem that fast. It feels like we're waiting a whole year for the next Hillary Duff movie to come out. That's know? true.
1: And also, like, especially at that age and just in this time in history, is like, We had all these cool kid shows, but we didn't have, like, recording devices or streaming. And so when you watch them, it really was luck of the draw. And it was also, like, dependent on... If you had Disney Channel, which I didn't always have Disney Channel. I had, like, Disney Channel at my dad's house and not at my mom's house. Or vice versa sometimes. And I wasn't always in the right location. Like, you're not always at Thursday night there at 8 o'clock to see the new Liz McGuire episode. Like, you have basketball practice. So you would just kind of have to, like, hope and wait that you would get to see an episode. That was my relationship with it. Like, anytime it was on TV, I was like, I would, like, run to the screen, you know? Well,
0: I don't even remember, like, new episodes of Liz McGuire coming out. It was just whenever it was on TV, I was watching it. Yeah, exactly. you would stumble upon episodes you hadn't seen or you'd happen to watch the premiere of an episode and I felt so cool. Like yes. they're like the premiere of this special episode or whatever.
1: Yeah. or be like, and now a Disney channel original movie, that was like the best thing that could possibly happen because my mom would always allow me allow that too. Well, like in so, my dad too. like that's allowed. So my parents and other,
0: we're just really unpacking a lot of trauma for me.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait till we get to the stepdad stuff. Dad stuff. <laughs> when I was
0: six, seven years old, my bedtime was 8 p.m. And my first best friend, Haley, her bedtime was 8.30.
1: Wow, what a slut. And I...
0: Stop (laughs) it. (laughs) I used to tell my parents, I'm like, but Haley gets to stay up till 8.30, so she gets to watch the first 30 minutes of a decom, because they came on at 8, 7 Central every night. 8, 7
1: Central, yes. That's famously the name of our last podcast.
0: (laughs) And so I was so jealous that Haley got to watch the first 30 minutes. My parents would not budge on that 8 o'clock bedtime.
1: And they've apologized since. Good. But... <laughs> they haven't apologized to me. They and should. I'm Katie.
0: <laughs> you have their numbers. Give them yeah. a call.
1: <laughs> you know where I am.
0: <laughs> but also at this time, when Cadet Kelly came out on Disney Channel and it premiered March 8th, International Women's Day, by the way. Uh, congratulations. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, that, yeah, that and that, that is so Legally Blonde. I, the, oh, uh, Yeah. Uh, very influenced. Um, but who she influenced was, who? Who rescued who?
0: She was about to go to Canada again to film Agent Cody Banks.
1: Yes, I know. And I, <laughs> I mean, can That's I... That's just
0: the synopsis Synopsis of where Hillary was.
1: Where Hillary was. I mean, she was all over the place. She was absolutely crushing. Okay, so we've been talking a lot about Cadet Kelly, obviously, but if you didn't... Press pause and watch the movie. I'm going to give you a synopsis. And this synopsis comes from a very special source. Oh. It comes from the Disney fandom.
0: What does that mean?
1: It's like (laughs) Disneyfandom.com. It's like a Disney channel fandom that seems to be sponsored by Disney. What? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. How have I never heard of this? I mean, there were, like, forums and chats, but there wasn't a lot of... um, activity activity for this movie. Gotcha. There was activity for, I think, zombies. You should get on there, Paige. Paige loves zombies. Never heard of it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this synopsis coming straight from the Disney fandom is a little long, but we're going to go with it. I love it. The plot of the movie concerns Kelly, a free-spirited eighth grade girl whose mother gets married to Brigadier General Joe Sir Maxwell. When her new stepfather becomes the commandant of a military school, George Washington Military Academy, Kelly and her family move upstate. Kelly has to enroll at the school since it is the only school in the area, leaving behind her art school and her best friend, Amanda. On her first day at military school, she befriends Carla, a girl who has been there for a long time, and shows her the ropes literally i added that okay (laughs) (laughs) kelly at first has trouble fitting in and obeying the orders of the officers above her especially cadet captain jennifer stone aka christy carlson hermano who has a big crush on cadet major brad rigby whose name is sean kelly feels drawn to brad instantly and competes with Captain Stone for his attention. Captain Stone does not treat Kelly well, verbally abusing her and destroying her personal belongings. To get back at her, Kelly decides to paint Stone's hair in the middle of the night, in the same pattern as the blanket of Kelly's that Stone ruined. Kelly is ready to tell her mom about her feelings and opinions of the school when her mom reveals that she's pregnant. Seeing that her mother needs her support, she vows to help her stepfather learn how to take care of a child and make him ready to be a dad.
0: That is long. (laughs) (laughs) Great. (laughs) And I feel like some of the details are um, audience interpretation, right? Absolutely.
1: This This was written by a fan.
0: You're right. You did mention that. Disney fandom. Yeah, this is from
1: a Disney fandom. So yeah, it is definitely from a... I mean, she feels drawn to Brad instantly. Right. That was a little thirsty. And I have to tell you, when I first put in Kelly, or Cadet Kelly into Google... The you like, just Googled Kelly. I just Googled Kelly. And honestly, a lot came up. <laughs> <laughs> I put it into Google, and like the fourth search option was Cadet Kelly fanfiction. fiction oh no mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't click it I had I was oh, I too wish focused. You had. I know I was too focused yeah, yeah we can do a follow up on the TikTok though okay great yeah <laughs> so you can follow us on TikTok at history now
0: <laughs> yeah plug it up top I like that yeah
1: we're
0: on Instagram as
1: well and I eat Hello Fresh uh, they don't sponsor <laughs> me but I wish they would you really do though Last episode, we should have mentioned it. You yeah, made me dinner. I made I made HelloFresh before. God, yeah. this is good stuff. I hope <laughs> they're hearing this. Clip it and
0: send it to them. <laughs> um. All right. So let's get into it. Yeah. The, the nitty gritty, down and dirty. Down so, and dirty.
1: The
0: um, cast. The cast. The crew. <laughs> We're really getting personal. We're going to talk about the cuss of this movie. <laughs> um. I mean, first of all, for me, I always forget that. Andrea Lewis is in this movie, famously from Degrassi.
1: She played the role of Hazel. Oh. Um, An icon, truly. Hazel in this movie or Hazel in Degrassi? Hazel in Degrassi. Who's she in this movie, Gloria? Carla. 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 (laughs) Did you watch it? I did. I just didn't realize that that was... Okay, I, I I didn't watch Degrassi.
0: Right. Degrassi's another one that, if you spend enough time with me, it pretty much... Comes up in in any conversation. <laughs> there's a lot to say
1: about it. I've seen Degrassi, but there's just too many seasons for me. to I've seen it patchy. Absolutely I've seen a patchy amount. She was um, a, a best friend of Paige. Oh okay. Same
0: episodes as like um, Paige. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> I get it. I know where we are now. Okay. Okay. I know okay. where we are. Okay. So what were you saying? Oh, that that's all. the she's in it. <laughs> <laughs> she's and, in the movie and Sean Ashmore.
0: Yes. Who you might know from that one time I went to Sushi Stop, and he
1: sat next to me. I Wow. I yeah. did know him from that. Okay. Sean Ashmore. I'm just speaking of Sean Ashmore. Yeah. He was 23 when this filmed. Yeah. Um, how old was, was Hilary Duff? Uh, 15. <laughs> yes. Christy Carlson Romano, 18, in the middle. I do just
0: want to talk about this, because we'll get into it more later, but she is not... She has, like, a crush on the older boy at school. He doesn't give her, like, anything.
1: So I don't even think he it's, like... He does spit it, on her shoe.
0: Okay. <laughs> He's helping her with her punishment. It's not, like, a sexy spit. I mean...
1: <laughs> it's, like, gross. <laughs> yeah, but all sexes, all spits are sexy if, if you're in military school. I don't know. Never mind. Whatever. Uh- <laughs> Okay. Shut uh, up.
0: <laughs> I also want to talk for a moment on the screenwriters of this movie. Okay. Um, it's two two writers, Gail Parent and Michael Walsh are the writers. Okay. Um, you can kind of tell from uh it's just pretty obvious which aspects of the movies they each wrote because Gail Parent also wrote, went on to write Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. <gasps> which just, the the film adaption or the book? The film, the okay. screen, the screenplay for Confessions. Of a I just Teenage. didn't know if maybe she did both. She did not. Um, Lazy, but, <laughs> but Hillary was attached to that before Lindsay was. <gasps> I know. I knew you'd like that.
1: As <laughs> as that character, yeah.
0: It was originally gonna be, and I literally I wrote this down, and then I was like, oh, we'll we'll get to that when we talk about Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen.
1: We're not talking about it on this show. This yeah, that's season two, baby. It's maybe. literally not a Hillary Duff movie. That's after we do our Chloe season, and then Michael Walsh, uh,
0: the other screenwriter, has gone on to be a rather controversial uh, political commentator.
1: Wow, is he really pro military?
0: Very pro military. Very, I wouldn't say he's pro many things. He's just very anti left. He's anti progress, literally anti progressives, anti everything. You know, neither yeah. here, whatever. I'm not gonna say what I think. Well, but... I hate
1: it. <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> he is
0: very conservative and very vocal, and has written a lot of really uh, high selling books. So good for him. <laughs>
1: Okay, interesting. So he's very Fox News, and now his parent very CNN, or is she just kind of, we don't know? We don't know.
0: Neither one of them have a lot of credits on IMDb. Um, Hers really are Cadet Kelly and Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. I mean, to me,
1: that's an amazing career. And
0: his are Cadet Kelly, and then himself on Hannity, himself (laughs) on... You know, all sorts. I think he was on Tucker Carlson. Oh, my gosh. It's, just, it's interesting. I'm... It definitely puts a new frame on the movie.
1: I love, like, doing this podcast with you because I would never look up the screenwriters, and I know that that's something that you would do, and that is so, like, fascinating because this movie definitely has a a lens, whether it... it well, also... Can and, you a, and another lens. It's post-9-11. It's 2002.
0: <laughs> also known as post-9-11. 9/11. And...
1: Disney, Disney Channel, it's fresh off 9/11.
0: Disney Channel at the time was very like remember all of the like commercial breaks were like the kids with the flags mm-hmm. and talking about how happy they are to be an American I'm and proud
1: to be an American, you know? Like yeah. that was very much of that era. And it's it's a complicated
0: issue that they were simplifying for kids, you know, and it's yeah. a scary time for children and I'm it's a good thing that they did that. Um Yeah, I agree. And it's just interesting that this very, very political uh, guy... Yeah. ...wrote...
1: This movie. Yeah, a movie because for kids. Because that's so true, because... I mean, all of our parents were reacting to 9-11, but I feel like most of us kids were kind of left out of the morality of that issue, and were just, like, told, like, we're safe, and, like, America's a great country, don't even worry about it. Like, we were attacked because we're so great, and we're so safe. You know what I mean? Like, I think... We were really comforted. Like, I literally, like, my mom gave me, like, co- literally cookies w- yeah. while she told me about, like, explain what happened.
0: And I remember, you know? like, all of the American flags showing up everywhere and talking about, you know, proud to be an American and all of that stuff, which is great. I don't yes. think that's, that there's anything wrong with that, especially because it is such a complicated issue. Yeah, and we were so young. There's, There's... no way we were going to understand, you know, the complexities.
1: It's funny. It's like so many of my childhood pictures have like... Um... American flags in them because my birthday is July 2nd, so it's 4th of July weekend. And I think... So I'm always, like, photographed on my birthday, but I look like a really patriotic, like, kid because it's, like, all of my scrapbooks, I'm just, like, at so many different 4th of July parades. (laughs) I have so many, like, Old Navy shirts with... um,
0: Oh, yeah. We had the Old
1: Navy. yeah, Yeah, like, I had so many Old Navy flag shirts, and I actually... Like, my brother and I would wear them all the time, and then so would my best friend. And then post-college, I dated a guy who showed me a childhood picture of him in this same, like, Old Navy flag shirt that I would always wear. did
0: an Old Navy, like, each year they put out, like, one American flag shirt and then the whole family would wear it?
1: Maybe Wasn't that their
0: thing? Or maybe just a couple different Or maybe designs. that was just your family. <laughs> no, that was what they were wanting. It was like all the kids, and they'd put it on a onesie, and then like adult sizes, and you yeah. could get your family photo. Yeah. Maybe it's just a weird memory. I literally
1: associate Old Navy with my birthday, so that makes sense, because yeah. I'm like, gotta wear my Old Navy shirt, my birthday shirt, you know? Right, yeah. Wow. This movie. <laughs> it's <crazy>. It really <laughs> makes you think. Really makes you think. <laughs> Okay, another fun cast and crew fact is Gary Cole, a.k.a. Sir, he plays Tim Possible, the father of Kim Possible, voiced by Christy Carlson Romano. Do you, like, that is so fun.
0: Do you know when it was?
1: I don't, I don't. So, I do. Christy Carlson Romano debuted on Disney Channel with Even Stevens. This DCOM was her, her second, like... Disney Channel credit, and then Kim is the third. Gotcha. So it was after Cadet
0: Kelly she did Mm -hmm. Kim Hospital. And
1: so I, I think their relationship probably, like, first started on Cadet Kelly, which is super interesting. That is super interesting, because, I mean, Gary Cole was a good get for this movie. I know. Okay, so speaking of this movie, having... (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I was going to say, speaking of this movie, having (laughs) multiple, like, coming from a a lens... Okay, because I was going to say, that's a terrible segue. (laughs) Well, it was a terrible segue. Speaking of this movie. Speaking of this movie, (laughs) no, speaking of this movie, having, like, a political lens, this movie has another lens, Mm -hmm. and... Uh, It's through the LGBTQ plus lens. This movie is apparently pretty big online. Lots of theories, lots of fan fiction between Christy and Hillary's characters.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of, I don't know if it's deliberate or just um, accidental. A lot of hints at them being interested in each other romantically.
1: Yes, it's like very queer coded in ways that I didn't realize until I watched it again having... Like like, cause I googled this movie and the first thing that came up was like lesbian, and I was like, whoa! I Didn't think about it like this. And it's funny because Hillary was interviewed about this movie by E News Canada. Okay, had to Love go to a had them. to go to a full different website. It was like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go to Canada? But this is where this movie was filmed, so it kind of makes sense. But this is what's so fascinating is that Ellen. From How I Met Your Father. Oh, the
0: character of Ellen. The character of Ellen.
1: The character of Ellen. She's played by um, an actress who I don't remember, but she's queer in real life. We'll look it up. We'll look. uh, Insert name here. I'm the editor, and I'm already (laughs) going to tell you I'm not going to do that. Hey, guys. It's Hope from History Duffs. I know I said I wasn't going to do this, but I have COVID right now, so I might as well just tell you that the actress who plays Ellen in How I Met Your Father is named Tien Tran. Now, back to your scheduled programming.
0: (laughs) You will, you will, you will.
1: Okay, so she is the one who told Hilary Duff about the Cadet Kelly, like, reputation. Oh. And it was on the set of How I Met Your Father, and she said to Hilary Duff, she was like, oh no, it was a moment, the way that you and Jennifer, like, look at each other. And so Hilary Duff says, I had no idea at the time. She was like, but... I'm, you know, if that helped someone, like, I hope it helped.
0: Yeah, and Christy says a very similar thing. She talks about um, it being sort of a gay awakening for a lot of people, because they're, especially on Disney Channel, not a lot of representation, still now, but
1: especially not at the time. I do have that exact quote of Christy carlson Romano's. if we want to hear it, which I, I do. So she says... This character, Captain Stone, was the sexual awakening for a lot of the girls that felt that way at that age. I had a part in that. That's crazy. I never even thought about that. I'm very flattered. Okay, so the reason that I wrote that down is because she also came out with a TikTok doing that trend with that song like, I know something you don't. I know something you will never know about this movie being queer coded. And I'm like, wait, you can't have it both ways. You can't say, I didn't know about that, and I'm very flattered. What did the TikTok say? It was just her, it was her, like, showing a cut of, um, like, scenes between Hillary and um, Christy and herself that, like, seemed kind of sultry. And then it was, like, a green screen of her dancing, being like, I know something you don't.
0: Was that what she was trying to imply? Yes.
1: Huh. Yes. And I'm like, oh, you can't have it both ways. Like you can't say, oh, like look at me. I'm doing I I'm a queer icon and I had no idea I was a queer icon. And I, I don't know, you know what I mean? It just was just very like I thought yeah. kind of thirsty way to be, It does like, feel a little queer baby. Exactly, yeah, just like uncomfortable. I do know that not
0: obviously the, the, you know, a lot of people have different opinions, but not everyone in the LGBTQ plus community mm-hmm loves that, that it, it has this reputation now, Cadet Kelly, mm-hmm. um, it was, it's first of all, very coded, like you said, mm-hmm. also almost definitely not intentional, Yeah. especially looking at the, you know, screenwriters of it. Definitely.
1: Definitely. That's why I'm so, it's why I love you Yeah. <laughs> for telling me that. Um, but also because it was...
0: Which right- I'm in love with
1: you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: No, queer baiting. Um, <laughs> It was also at the height of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Yes, yes. And so the, like, idea that, oh, there are these, you know, lesbians who have to live in secrecy or whatever, mm-hmm. it's like, it almost plays into the idea that having openly gay people in the military would somehow put our country in danger or, like, yeah. be, you know...
1: And that that's, like, a risk. Yeah. And it's funny because then there's also the rainbow imagery and the, you know, what people read into is, like, the metaphor surrounding Hillary's baby blanket because she has a tie-dye baby blanket that, like, Christy Carlson Romano confiscates from her and stomps on. And that's when, in the synopsis, they were, like, meant emotionally abuses and <laughs> rifles through her belongings. But as someone with not one, but two baby blankets. That is so hard for me to watch. I'm like, I would not. And I said when I was watching this show with my roommate, I was like, I would not let someone stomp on my baby blanket. Like that's not happening. Yeah. Okay. Gigi, if you're listening, (laughs) if you're listening, girl, I've got you. Okay. No one's going to stomp on you in my watch.
0: One of the reviews that I watched, um, and it was Nick DiRamio, which we talked about a little bit earlier. Yeah. um, Because he is a gay man and was talking about sort of the gay, you know... uh, Subtext. Yeah, the subtext, there you go, uh, of this movie. Motif. (laughs) One thing that he kept coming back to was he was like, I wish... That they got into more of, like, what this baby blanket, like, means to her. Like, the significance of this blanket. Like, is it a gift from her dad? Or, like, why does she care so much about it? I was thankful they didn't get more into it. Because that would have... I was already sad that she got her blanket torn up. If they were like, this is the last piece of her, you know, this... Yeah. Like...
1: Yeah. That would have devastated me. No, yeah. For me, I'm like, you don't need to get into it because it's already there. It's it's symbolic. It's a baby blanket. It's a symbol. You know that there's a connection. And if I knew the specifics of it, no. Yeah. I literally am like, I've had nightmares about something happening to my baby blanket. So yeah. Anyway, that's really stressful. And that watching that in 2002 I was like (gasps) oh yeah that's the worst thing you could do to another person because not only do I have a a baby blanket one for my mom's house one for my dad's house which now both live with me um but my mom has a baby blanket that she sleeps with every night and so does my best friend so baby blankets to me are very normalized um I do sleep with two and plus a teddy bear I uh
0: when I was home recently and I'm single Um, when I was home, my I was telling my sister-in-law about my brother's baby blanket. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, he used to have this ba- this blanket uh-huh. uh, called Garden, because it looked like a garden, and we called it Garden, and he took it with him everywhere, and she goes, he still has it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Is it in your nephew's like, crib now, no, or is
0: it just in your brother's bed?
1: It's like on their bed. Yeah, that is so cute. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> that and his like, teddy bear that he had growing up. Because it was a koala, and so when he had a son, I bought him all this, like, koala stuff, Aww. and I'd go to the store and look for all these koala things, um, and same thing, my sister-in-law was like, yeah, I know about the koala. Oh <laughs> he still God. has the koala.
1: <laughs> At my job, we used to baby, we used to photograph people's baby blankets and their stuffed animals, and we would, like, make them look like they're, like, parachuting and doing, like, really cute stuff. It was awesome. That's really if you sweet. want me to photograph him, I can. It was so much fun, but... Um, My little brother, he's the only one, like, my brother had something, kind of, but not really, but my little brother, he's the only one who really kind of emotionally connected to an object as much as I did, so I've always related to him for this. We also, we also (laughs) (laughs) speaks of the lisp. We also both have H names, so we're pretty close. But as a kid, he was obsessed with this one, like, twin-sized pink sheet that was just, like like kind of a miscellaneous linen item that we would use for like the guest bedroom, but it's just really soft. And so he was just obsessed with it and it's still like his pink sheet. And it's just like a cheat. <laughs> it's not normal That's as a baby so... blanket, but it's just a full sheet. Yeah. And he also really kind of stole my parents' king size comforter. And it was like, this is insane. He has like a little <laughs> child's bed and they're like, whatever he's sleeping.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it works, absolutely. I uh, I really hope my parents don't listen to this episode. (laughs) My mom got rid of everything I, like, had an attachment to. I can tell you all I could run down the list. Anytime I would, like, develop an attachment to something. Because she just didn't know that I was so, like, attached to certain things. And she just famously, for some reason, got rid of, like, (laughs) my most prized possession. No! Like, throughout my life. Like, as I was growing up. Like, this is my most prized possession. Sold. This is my most prized possession.
1: This thrown away. Like, oh my God! Wow! I didn't know we had so much of the same trauma. So now I'm just not <laughs> attached to anything. That's horrible. <laughs> I'm so attached to things, and then my house burnt down, and then I became even more attached to things. So it's like, oh my yeah, God! Had the opposite
0: reactions, I guess. Oh uh, yeah, no,
1: that's why I'm like a hoarder now. Also,
0: your house burning down is much more traumatic than my mom selling my
1: favorite I, doll. I like, don't know because we both lost the doll. Sure. And for me, I didn't always lose my dolls like we. So we kept, we were able to salvage a lot of stuff by like scrubbing it with like a smoke solution. So a lot of my like prized possessions from childhood are still in my house, but they just kind of like smell like smoke. <laughs> like and if still? you tu- yeah, and if you like touch them, like you will get like soot on your fingers. Like I have this like porcelain Cinderella that my dad gave me that I like can't part with, but it is like she has like smoke on her face. Oh, no, it's not sad. No, it's sweet. It's sweet and funny. funny. (laughs) It's funny that my house burnt down. (laughs) (laughs) She had it coming. SMGT. So many good times. Okay, so I want to say that there's also an author Mm. named Grace Perry who wrote a book called The 2000s Made Me Gay, and she has a whole chapter on Cadet (gasps) Kelly. Uh Uh-uh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And now I did not... I did not have enough time to like buy order and read the book. Sure. But I do have a quote from it. Okay. If you want to hear Absolutely. I didn't know I, I want to read this book. Yeah. Oh, wait, sorry. It's called the Disney Channel Presents Chapter. It's not the Cadet Kelly chapter. Okay. I mean. But she talks she... about Cadet Kelly in sure. it, obviously. Um, so she says, Captain Stone and Kelly spend at least 50% of the film within six inches of each other's faces, lower lips trembling, both see the seething in adolescent passion. Perry also points out that DCOMs like Cadet Kelly and Motocross seem queer in hindsight, but at the time merely existed in the girl power worldview. She delves further into the absence of openly gay characters, washed over by the abundance of said girl power. Hmm. So that's an excerpt from an interview that I forgot to um, source. uh, Or what's the word? Credit. But... I think that's super interesting that it's like enough of a thing that someone's wrote about it in a literal. Oh book. yeah, it's
0: definitely a thing, and it's definitely like uh, it was in the long run was a good thing wherever it came from, you know. Sean Hannity put whatever, aside. Right, <laughs> like. Imagine if. Sorry, wait.
1: Imagine yeah. if Tucker Carlson wrote a decom.
0: That's what. So I was trying to watch <laughs> Michael Walsh interviews because I it was really hard at first to figure out what his political like aligning was. Mm-hmm. Just because you know he appeared on Hannity, he was like he could have been the 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 other side. The other you know? side,
1: yeah. And sometimes people are evasive about their really evil views. Sure. Um, you know, like they don't like really say it out loud, and then it's just kind of implied. Right.
0: Um, but I found a couple of interviews with him and he loves to say that he's a Hollywood screenwriter, which he
1: is. I mean, True.
0: he is, I would love to sell a decom. Are you kidding me? But that was like, he's like, I'm a Hollywood, sc- like I am one of them. I understand. As I'm- a Hollywood elite like that. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. I love that. And I'm like, okay, get it. In- go into it. <laughs> go. In- what did you write?
3: Oh, let's talk about it.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the <let's-> gayest decom. <laughs> proud of you, Michael.
1: It's about, it's literally like about how you think there should be gays in the military, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Mm, but do you, <laughs> do you feel that <laughs> way? Does he know that
0: he wrote these like iconic gay characters?
1: I love that <laughs> though. I do, too. I do too. Like that's kind of your karma on this earth. If you're trying to be nasty and then good things come out of it, like that's It's like you've gone so
0: far in the wrong direction that you've ended up on the right side, you know?
1: um, So ahead of the curve that the curve became a sphere. So ahead of my classmates that I ended up here. Taylor Swift. Yeah. You know. I thought you came up with it. Oh my God. Well, yeah, I did. (laughs) On my little album that I like to call Folklore or Evermore. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember which one it came from but they're sisters. <laughs> there are so yes, okay. one of the ores, the ores. Mm. Yeah, that's what they're famously called. They should be. Why aren't they? I don't know. Let's get that started. Let's hey, get that started. Hey, if you're listening, hey
0: Swifties to our Taylor Swift podcast. Yes,
1: I wish. I wish you would. Oh. <laughs> wow, I need to stop. Um, okay, let's get into the family dynamics of this oh, yeah. movie because I that's my favorite part of the movie. I am a child of divorce. Okay, so in 2002, my parents had just gotten divorced, but by the time I was, like, Hillary's age in this movie, like, she's an eighth grader, my mom got remarried when I was in eighth grade, so I was able to relate to this movie a lot more when I was older, but that's why I'm, like, so fascinated by the, like, family dynamics and the stepdads in this movie. Do
0: you remember what your feeling was like as a kid? Because it was fresh it seems like, fresh off your parents' divorce, and then you're watching...
1: I think for me, it was just, like, very, um, nice. Like, it's nice to see representation matters, but, like, seeing families, like, with divorce on TV made me feel like divorce was totally normal. I also, like, my parents got divorced when I was in kindergarten, first grade, so it it was very normal for me like it, it got normalized as in my cousins who are my age their parents got divorced the same year so it was just kind of like yep yeah, everyone's parents get divorced that's kind of the way it is weird that yours aren't i like literally forget that my parents know each other i'll like bring up to my brother i'm like you know that mom and dad like used to be in love. He's like, Hope, that's disgusting. Stop. Stop. You're literally being gross right now. Like, we don't think of that. They're almost like siblings. Like, they just sure. don't, and we forget that they know each other. So it's like, really nice to see, like, a family that's a little bit more like mine on TV, especially when it's someone who I was really, really looking up to at the time, which was Hillary Duff. And I used to make my stepmom, like, do little tiny braids in my hair to, like, be more like Hillary Duff. And then I would, like, that was big at the time. I would, like, brush them out in the morning and they would look insane. And and she'd be like, are you sure? And I'd be like, yep. (laughs) Yep, this is what I wanted. (laughs) And my mom told me, such a liar, speaking of moms being a bad, speaking of being a bad mother, (laughs) my mom told me that she didn't know how to braid. She did. I, I mean who does it? Like oh. it's just like it's like three strings. Like to not know how to braid as an adult is actually like are you You're
3: trying not to learn. <laughs> like at it's... that point,
0: it's like no no no, don't say anything. I'm plugging my ears like
1: Yeah, it's Don't like, tell la, me. la 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 yeah. la Trump is still president. <laughs> but it's like so I would go like anytime I was at my dad's house, I was around my stepmom, and who I famously love, um I would make her braid my hair <laughs> because I'm like, my mom can't braid. And I, and she was probably like that bitch fucking <laughs> everyone can braid, but it was honestly genius of my mom or I would have had her braiding my hair at all times. And I had very short hair, <laughs> I had very short hair because I have really thick hair and my mom would be like, we're cutting it. <laughs> so she just like, wouldn't let it grow because it was, a, it's a lot. It was a lot.
0: But also, like, I am not a child of divorce, but one of the first things I noticed when watching this as a grown-up now was how good the relationship was, both of Kelly's parents being really involved in her life. Yes. And having respect and a relationship with each other.
1: Yes. So much so that they can even, like, eat dinner together. Yeah. So, I actually, there's a quote that she says that I thought it was, like, so beautiful I wrote it down. She says, a nuclear family that once exploded, but it exploded as gently as possible.
2: Oh. Like,
1: that's so sweet. And that's the goal. I mean, yeah. if you have to, you know, get divorced. Like, I love I love the way that it works out in this. And the fact that she's, like... My dad and my stepdad have met once. Fam- and I keep seeing famously. I'm like, it's a disease. Okay? Well, you are famous. I'm famous. As a famous person, no. they. <laughs> it wasn't famous that they met once, okay? It was once. Okay. And no one even knew about it. So stop. It was a secret. And the paparazzi, if you're listening, stop.
0: Instead of saying famous, just start saying secretly.
1: So secretly, my (laughs) stepdad and my dad met. It's much more interesting. Wow, it really is. What happened? Exactly. (laughs) And it was really nice. Like, they got along so well, and it was, like, a really fun time. And now I, like, can't wait to get married, because that's probably the last time that'll ever happen. (laughs) Just kidding! I'll have children. They'll come to the birthdays, I assume. For sure. Yeah. Well, my parents live in different states too, so we don't like spend. It's, and they it's both not live as, in different
0: states than you. Well, kind of. Five hours away is basically a different state. Basically, Or eight hours. More like a
1: different planet. Yeah.
0: Might as well be a different state.
1: Might as well. Um, but yeah, like I love, I love just seeing, like a, and especially now, like I, I've had some. I've had three stepdads, first of all, and my first two stepdads, I had a really, like, negative relationship with just all around, but my third stepdad and I, like, I really see him in this Gary Cole character, and I kind of see our relationship represented a little bit, which is nice. Like, I kind of want to, like, watch this with him secretly. Like, we've had our issues in the past, but he's, like, a really good guy and a nice man who really loves her mom, and... and and cares about her like it's really sweet when she comes out of the like remember when she saves her dad
0: (laughs) um jog my memory
1: um so it's kind of like the climax of the movie (laughs) but Gary Cole like gives her like a really big hug and like a kiss on the cheek when she's safe and it's like you can tell that he loves her
0: yeah I also um for some reason, was, like, really emotional watching this movie. I just already was, like, in my feels. Like, when she was answering all the questions correctly, I I started crying. (laughs) So I was just really emotional. And at that part, after she's saved her dad, she, like, is talking to the both of them, and she's like, I'll tell them about my dad and my dad. And I just was like,
1: that's sobbing. funny That's funny that you liked that because I actually was like I hate that <laughs> oh I was sobbing but I am not no it
0: just funny. I like, don't relate to it at all I don't have any step parents you know it just was like an emotional yeah no
1: I love my step parents and I'm I'm such a needy person like thank god I have four parents truly like I don't know what I would do without my stepmom like she's been a part of my life for so long that mm-hmm. like it's, it's always been that I have three parents, and then, like, now I have four. And so I spent all day yesterday on the phone with Bill, my stepdad, working out my taxes. So I was just feeling kind of mushy towards him when I watched this today. And I was like, aww. Yeah. But as a kid, I was like, this guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> You're like,
0: what a
3: wet blanket. <laughs> What's
1: so funny is that in the movie, Hillary Duff says, I can't believe, like, this is the man we married.
0: <laughs> but I love... I love how supportive Kelly is the whole time, too. Like, she, her parents, her mom and stepdad tell her that they're getting married, and she's like, great, this is wonderful. Yes. And then they say she's going to military school, she doesn't love that, but she does, she goes along with it. Yeah. Then later, the
1: mom tells her that she's pregnant. Yes. And Kelly is so happy. Yeah, can I say, I think that this character is, like, one of the most selfless characters and is such a good role model. She is truly so self selfless
0: which I was looking up reviews for this movie and more like like I was looking up like commonsense.com or whatever that website mm-hmm. where parents like tell other parents what's okay for their kids yeah I'm and, on there constantly yeah you know um <laughs> as a mom <laughs> but something I saw a lot was like, Kelly is such a snob. She's such a spoiled brat. And I didn't get that at all. They
1: kind of make it seem like that's going to be the case in the trailers. Like, I, I remember the trailer for this movie so much where it was like, ah, Military school? But and it's then like she they, goes to military school and she's not willing to give up her material possessions. No, but it's not about, like, and they make it seem in the trailers at least like that it's about, like, a simple life, like Paris Hilton type, like, spoiled brat. But it's not. It's not about that at all. It's about her wanting to be an individual. And she says, literally says, I want to retain my individuality. And so it's, like, it's funny because it's another example, I think, of a... Woman being kind of or like a female character being looked down on for being what's seen as like frivolous or petty, like for for thinking about like their appearance. But it's not that way at all, and we see it. It's a form of self expression, as as we know. And she's like really, I think a feminist icon. I something I wrote down
0: while I was watching it was because there is for some reason a lot of criticism around Cadet Kelly, and I do firmly believe it's another example of a movie where if the main character was a boy, Mm -hmm. if it was a boy who had to suddenly go to military school, the writing wouldn't be
1: as criticized as it is. Yeah, like... The writing of this movie is good. I agree. It is well written. And and it's so funny because you can tell, like, as someone... I've seen this movie, like, probably more than ten times. Or... Is that too much? No, I I'm okay. def- I agree. And so when I was rewatching it, like, just from the beginning, I'm like, wow, look at all the exposition they're setting up. They were like, the mom was like, we're a family. And a family means, you know what? A family means no one gets left behind. Oh, yeah. They set up so many things. They but talk not- about the dad being in Ridgeway. They talk about, like, they have her um, down the rope. Like, they do so much. They establish a lot of yeah. They set a lot of things up. From a screenplay perspective, it's like, you know how in Save the Cat, it's like all about, he's like, I wrote blank check. It's like, they really (laughs) should use Cadet Kelly as an example because it's really a good, well-written movie, I think. Structure-wise,
0: I completely agree, and it, for some reason, it's just another movie where it's like, oh, it's about a girl, so she must be really self-absorbed. She must be. She, it's written off as yeah being really frivolous and really you know yeah surface. because
1: liking clothes and liking fashion is like inherently. N- Less than. And in this movie in
0: particular, that is 1% of the character. It's not like every line is like, oh, my scarves and my... No. She literally, she decides that she wants to get really, really good at military school, so she offers Gloria... Yes. Yes all these gifts that her dad has given her from his world travels. And she's like, you can have anything you want. Just help me
1: get really good. And she's like, accessories are a girl's best friend. And it's like, yeah, she's cause she's trading accessories for education. And she takes, she there, all the girls are talking about the
0: dance that's coming up. Mm -hmm. And she notices that Carla is feeling really down because she doesn't Doesn't have anything to wear. She doesn't have anything to wear. And so Kelly says, let's go to my house. Let's pick out dresses. You know, she doesn't say, oh, do you not have anything to wear to the dance? She's like, let's go over and pick out
1: dresses. And she goes, no, it's so much more fun for me if you pick first. Oh my God, I'm so glad that you said that because I was about to say that. And I literally was like, I wrote that down because that is such a selfless and kind thing to do because she knows that Carla's like self-conscious to be borrowing her clothes. And she's like, no, it would make, it makes me happy to make other people happy. She spends this whole movie trying to make other people happy. And then even
0: then, Carla doesn't want to make a decision. She's like, go with the blue one. It's really hip. It's so 10 minutes from now. (laughs) Like she's just helping her. She's holding her hand to the whole. Yeah. In fact,
1: that she's like a classic woman and that she puts everyone ahead of everyone's needs ahead of herself.
0: (laughs) And she's like,
1: oh, sorry for being an individual. (laughs) Just like
0: her mom who quits her job and learns to cook for her new man.
1: It's funny. Like her mom is like a high powered executive and then she's just not. She's
0: like, oh, I'm married now. I need to... And I'm bad at
1: cooking. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't... That wasn't established. Yeah. I also think that this Where is... Where did the fish go? Just while,
0: <laughs> while we're talking about just Hillary's character of Kelly Collins, this is her funniest role. Hands down. Kelly Collins is a stand-up comedian. Yeah. She's a comedian. Com- a comedian. She really is. Like... Hillary has done a lot of comedic roles, but not where she's doing the punchline in the same way that Kelly Collins does. Yeah, she's making a lot of
1: jokes back to back to back.
0: I'm like trying to to think think of some good
1: ones. Well, I don't know. Oh,
0: (laughs) she she says, she tells uh, Jennifer Stone
1: she's afraid of heights. She says, I'm even hoping not to get too tall. Oh, yeah. Okay, wait, can we just say, speaking of Jennifer Stone... How funny is it that her character's name is Jennifer Stone, and then Jennifer Stone became a actress for the Disney Channel,
0: who you might know from the time I saw her on the Paramount lot, or
1: from (laughs) Wizards of Waverly Place as Harper. Did you know she's a nurse now? Good for her. Absolutely. That's like how um, our girl Bridget Mendler is like a rocket scientist or whatever. We love Bridget. (laughs) This is a Bridget podcast. Maybe that'll
0: be season two.
1: Whoa, stay tuned. Just stay. Yeah,
0: I, I will die on the hill of Kelly Collins is a feminist icon, she's a comedian, she is a great role model. She Poor is girls. a great
1: role model, and yeah. I think, in a different way, so is Jennifer Stone. Yeah. I mean, different strokes for different folks. Some people approach things from different point of view. But it's sort of, it, just the idea of femininity, it's like, Jennifer
0: Stone is like a strong woman, where yeah. Kelly is really selfless and really cool, Jennifer Stone... It doesn't take any crap yep. from anyone. Yeah. You know, I think it's... I think it's a good You're uh, You're so
1: right. And then I also really loved the character of Gloria. I think she's, like, an unsung hero. Like, the fact that she's standing out in the rain, not just when Kelly's supposed to go to the dance, but when she was supposed to go to the dance. Yeah. But she's devoted to her job, and she knows that's what she's, like, required to do, and so she does it, and she does it with compassion for Kelly.
0: And let us not forget... It's her job because Jennifer Stone is going to the dance. She says, Gloria's going to take over from here. I got to get to the dance.
1: Yeah. She's really kind of, you know, being taken advantage of in that respect. (laughs) Speaking of the dance, how the hell did Hillary fall down that hill? Oh, no. Yeah. Into the doors that were open across the auditorium through like 20 people into Christy Cross and Romano in an absolutely snatched dress. Okay. It's, it's that it's like a snatched princess. That was and then and then hugs her <laughs> for like a minute. And it was like, let go.
3: What's <laughs> she's happening?
1: getting She's regaining her balance.
0: For that long? Um yeah you clearly never fallen for a quarter mile.
1: <laughs> I guess I have. <laughs> I truly, like, falling for so long. It was like in Family Guy, when the bits go on for too long, that's how long Kelly <laughs> fell.
0: <laughs> yeah, but not long enough for it to get funny again, you
1: know? No, absolutely not. Okay, so it's 2002, mm-hmm. press and promotions for this movie. Yeah. I found some interesting pics online. <laughs> I'm
0: scared. Oh, I mean don't be scared, be okay, happy. Go follow us on Instagram. We'll share
1: some of these pictures because these are visual. These are visuals. yes. But do follow us and at that History is like, Duffs. Yes. Yes. At History Duffs on Instagram. Instagram is notorious for being a photo app.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Instagram's an app. Uh, How would you describe it?
1: A lifestyle.
0: (laughs) But go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. Okay, so
1: there are pictures of Hilary Duff at the premiere of Cadet Kelly with none other than No, don't say it. Frankie Muniz. Oh. Frankie Muniz. And I think this was because as soon as she finished Cadet Kelly, she... Went on to do Agent Cody Banks.
0: I think it was a little later. A little later. She talks about
1: how she went straight from filming to filming. So maybe she was saying, You're talking about. Yes, I
0: know exactly what you're talking about. The last day of filming Liz McGuire. That's it. That night, she flew to Canada to do Agent Cody Banks. But Hillary and Frankie were longtime friends. Yes,
1: and she even said so in an interview outside of the 2002, the 15th annual Nickelodeon. Teen Choice Awards. She was being interviewed. Teen
0: Choice Awards or Kid Choice Awards? Very
1: different. Jeez. <laughs> you got me there. Stumped her. It was a Nickelodeon Award, and jeez. I don't know okay. if she would have been a teen or a, or a kid. But also... I guess, a, I guess a teen. Um, I don't know, but... No, it's okay. So they're asking her, like, oh, did, did you just meet Frankie? And she's like, no, Frankie's my long-term friend, and he just did an episode of my show. And so he, I guess he was... On an episode of Liz McGuire. Oh, absolutely he was. He played himself. I'll never forget. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of Frankie Muniz, which I... Just something I think is funny is that the... in something that I... I think as a mistake, I thought this as a kid because I was a huge Malcolm in the Middle fan. Yeah, me too. And Malcolm has an older brother named Francis who's Mm -hmm. at military school and he looks a lot like Brad.
3: (laughs) At sure. least he did to me as a kid. And <laughs> yeah. I was
1: like, yeah, that's the same guy. Like, Francis is Brad. Brad is Francis. Like, I think they were one in my head. Sure. Yeah. Why not? I mean, I'm eight. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I loved Malcolm in the Middle so much that I would, like... I had this whole, like, fantasy. Maybe isn't the right word, but... <laughs>
0: Do you I want had, to talk about? It? I had this
1: like fantasy that I was gonna that I'd be a character on Malcolm in the Middle, and I wanted Lois to adopt me. <laughs> I was like, I told my brother, I was like, I've got it all worked out. Lois wants a daughter, so she adopts me, and I'm on the show. Genius. That would be a good episode. Yeah, and my brother was like, It's not gonna happen. Hope we're in Cincinnati, <laughs> and I was like, You don't know. Yeah, you definitely. It could still happen if you're out there. Brian Cranston, Frankie Muniz.
0: Well, we know Brian Cranston's listening. Huge fan of
1: the show. Huge fan. Huge fan. Yes. Make it happen. Hey, Brian. You're in a DCOM. Don't think that we forgot that. Oh, no, no, no. You're in a Disney DCOM. I mean, not a Disney (laughs) DCOM. A Chris's (laughs) DCOM. A good one, too. A good... A really good one. I mean, they're all good. Okay, so we're talking about 2002 Press and Promotions. She's photographed with Frankie Muniz. She's not just... Uh, She's not just photographed at the premiere of Cadet Kelly. She has photographed at several premieres. And do you want to hear? Yeah. Do you have a list? I do have a list. I know a couple, but let me hear. She is photographed list. at the Spy Kids 2 premiere iconic iconic truly iconic she's at the crossroads premiere she's yep. interviewed and they're kind of baiting her in the interview trying to get her to say like something negative about Britney Spears and she won't do it which i just have to interject
0: here during the whole early 2000s pop you know teen icon mm-hmm. battles yes all of you know paris versus nicole versus hillary versus slinky yes. mouse
1: club grown up the drama
0: all of them are huge Britney fans. Yeah. She was never involved in any of the drama. Through all of that, they all only have the kindest things to say about her. I just
1: have to say that. Yeah, she's villainized by the media, but everyone who actually knows her in real life has nothing negative to say about her, and I think that says it all.
0: Absolutely. I yeah. mean, I guess
1: the only person who has something negative to say about her is Jamie Lynn. Oi. Well, who- she doesn't even say anything negative,
0: she pretends.
1: Yeah, I guess. Anyway. Anyway. This is an anti-Jamie Lynn podcast. Okay, so at the Nickelodeon um, Choice Awards, she was also photographed with Amanda Vines, which we love, which we love, and she was so cute there. She, like, recognized one of the interviewers, and they, like, had, like, a personal conversation in between the questions, and I just think, like, Hillary's so... Classy. She also went to the Nickelodeon Choice Awards with Haley in matching belly shirts. (laughs) It's so fascinating to see young
0: Disney stars and their media training, not in a bad way. Mm -hmm. It's just fascinating. It's like, wow, Disney does a really good job prepping these people for interviews
1: and. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think with Hillary, too, they just picked like a good horse, like a good egg. 100%. Like, she's absolutely, like, a good girl to her core, and she's like, wants to do everything right and, like, follow her training, as opposed to, like, some other stars who rebel. Like, I feel like, you know, Bella Thorne being a great example of, like, truly rebelling from that, you know, Miley.
3: And just, like,
0: a Bella Thorne just rebelled in, in like, a, I don't want to be the Disney kid anymore. Exactly. I bet Hillary was you know, proud of that and sort of carried that with her into adulthood where she still plays sort of similar yeah. in a good way.
1: Yeah. Both are good. No, you know? exactly. <laughs> but she's more like attached to that like wholesome image. I think, that, I think that's just who she is. I think that she's very much who she is. That's what I would to say.
0: At her core, she is closer to the Disney brand
1: than what Bella turned out exactly. to be. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. That's what I'm trying to say. Like absolutely. Okay, so other premieres that you attended besides Crossroads and Spy Kids too. Um we've got Blue Crush and Shanghai Nights Shanghai Nights The second. Oh and they asked her like did you see the first and she was like I um well I watched I watched a little bit of it. I I didn't see the end. So but I'm really excited to see it and they're like well do you think it's going to be and and they they keep trying to bait her and she's like I think it's going to be great. No. <laughs> of course of course She's like I have nothing Aww. bad to say about Owen Wilson Aww. and Jackie Chan. Hillary. I mean honestly who does? She's just so cute. But yeah, the media training is there and it shows. Could not agree more. So, I normally do a review. Yeah. This is a review that I got from Twitter. Oh, wait. How? Well, because I got it through a website that cited this on Twitter. Okay. Okay. So, it's not the typical long review. It's definitely not a critic's oh, point Oh, I of can't view. wait. Um, But this is what was said on Twitter. And the... The screen name is, is hard to pronounce, but it's okay. at the basic Cinef I think it's like PH one, like Cinephile. B- mm. Cinef one. Cinefy. The basic Cinef <laughs> one. Cinef one. Cinef one. Oh, that's beautiful from. I love their cinnamon rolls. So he says about this movie Gary Cole is a legend and makes the perfect perfect strict stepfather exclamation point Mm -hmm. the only other actor that could hold a candle to him is dennis quaid and yours mine and ours
0: what that's the review (laughs) okay
1: i mean similar (laughs) roles it's just like the weirdest thing to say not a
0: comparison i would have drawn in a hundred years it's
1: pretty weird to tweet right (laughs) yeah it's passionate. It's passionate. I mean, it's definitely coming from a very informed point of view in terms of stepfathers from
0: cinema. I love the idea of making my whole Twitter account like cinephile, and then only talking about kid and teen
1: movies. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe only Gary Cole movies of the early two thousands. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yours, mine, and ours. Wait, maybe
1: he's a Dennis Quaid um, super fan, and so he. Is com- this Dennis Quaid? <laughs> Did he write the this? The only person who could have, who could have handled a like, to Gary Cole is me. I mean, Dennis Quaid. He's <laughs> like, you think Gary Cole is good? You guys should check out Yours, Mine, and Ours, starring
0: me. I mean, Dennis Quaid.
1: <laughs> this podcast sponsored by Dennis Quaid.
0: No one can play the father of twins
1: quite like Dennis Quaid. Yeah, he's a strict stepdad, but wouldn't it have been better if it was Dennis Quaid? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. <laughs> okay. i would like,
0: thank you for bringing us that review. That's really good. <laughs>
1: You're welcome. Uh, do you want to hear one of my favorite quotes? Sure. Okay, so this is from a scene when Hillary is watching the, the... Drill team rehearse, Mm -hmm. and when she finally starts paying attention, and she says, It was like Swan Lake, but instead of tutus, everyone was in uniforms. It was so beautiful, (laughs) and she really puts the emphasis on so just like that. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, that's that's a good one. That's That's a good one. Do you have a fave? I just wrote down a lot of um, her jokes. love happiness what could possibly go wrong i like um talking about her mom and stepdad getting married Uh they met at a wedding and they liked it so much they decided to have one of their own oh yeah that was good okay or 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 or, i can't diagnose and climb at the same time
1: (laughs) (laughs) and girl if i can't relate to that Um. Or, or
0: when she starts singing row 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 your boat and says that's the navy yes
1: <laughs> that was so funny <laughs> okay so this is the funny movie that was like cringe for me oh, especially as someone who so many options. has a stepfather mm. is when her stepdad like comes. well i guess he's the mom's boyfriend at this time he comes into the apartment starts like passionately making out with the mom Hillary comes in with her video camera and starts recording it, and she's so close that Gary Cole hits his eye on the video camera. Well, we have
0: to explain she was recording for her final project about family. Yeah, called she La just...
1: Familia, which, by the way, what?
0: But we can't just pretend like she whipped out the video no, camera. No, <laughs> we're not pretending.
1: We know that we're talking to people who watched the movie because we told them to. Yes. And these maggots take orders. Oh, my gosh! Sorry, I won't call the fans maggots. <laughs> but, like, that is weird. Okay, so this is also, speaking of that is this is one of my favorite quotes. Is she goes, she said this, like, out loud, like, at the dinner table. Mom says she's in love. I guess that's why she's so pink and smiley and looks like she wants to sing. And the mom looks, like, super embarrassed. So she goes, what, you haven't told him yet? And then the mom goes, I think he knows. Anyway, we want to get married. (laughs) What? She's literally acting like they haven't said I love you yet, but they are engaged. Well, they don't,
0: they haven't necessarily said it to their daughter, like to be like, Kelly, just so you know, we're in love.
1: No, but they do say immediately after this, they say, we want to get married. And she's like, that'd be great. She goes, no, we're not asking. We're telling you we're getting married.
0: Yeah, she, yeah, Kelly goes, maybe someday you will. Yeah,
1: but this is literally them announcing their engagement, and they are acting like they're embarrassed about her saying that they're in love.
0: I took it more as like they were just nervous to tell her, nervous to, like, broach
1: the subject mm, with her. Okay, so you were wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just kidding.
1: Obviously, I, I'm kidding. Uh, I
0: do have a question to pose to you, and I didn't, I forgot about it until just now, so I hope it doesn't take too long. I hope it does. But it's something that's been bothering me, since I watched this
1: yesterday. Okay, this is going to be a two-part episode, fans, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) I can already tell. We're about to unpack something here. So,
0: we're nearing the end of the movie, and um, at the drill team competition, Kelly's phone goes off. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's the phone that only her dad calls her on. Yes. And that's how she knows that something's wrong.
1: And the phone with the dad, that's established earlier in the movie when they draw their phones like swords. Doesn't matter. I'm just saying, they draw their phones like swords. Doesn't matter. Who called her? Her dad. To say what? He was trying to ask for help.
0: Kelly, Kelly, come help me. Right. So we know once she gets there that he's fallen off a cliff and presumably passed out.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. I see what you're saying. <laughs> so <sighs> he's by
0: himself, mm-hmm. you know, at what point did he pull out his phone to call
1: Kelly? Okay. Okay. So this is a stretch, mm-hmm. but I'm going to think of it like, think of it like this. He's hanging off the edge of the cliff with one arm mm-hmm. before he's fallen onto the ledge He pulls out his cell phone with his other arm. Mm -hmm. He calls Kelly. (laughs) He then realizes this was a mistake. You should really be... I should be holding on with two arms. But at this point, he's already fallen to the ledge. Mm. So it's because he called his daughter that he got hurt. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you just think he
0: was hanging over the edge. I And instead of calling...
1: Yeah, nine one one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, instead he, of calling
0: 9-1-1, he called Kelly. He called Kelly to say, "I'm probably gonna be late," because <laughs> at this point, he's already late to the competition. So, I think he's calling so, to
1: say, "I need help," but but
0: he's already late. So presumably,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he <laughs> has already passed out. Like. Kelly even says he would never not show up. He knows how important this is to me, and he promised he'd be here, and he never breaks a promise.
1: I mean, I guess the implication is that he's in and out of consciousness, but it is silly. Yes, so he wakes up, and
0: he's like, let me call Kelly real quick. This is why
1: I think that my theory that he's hanging by the edge of a cliff with one arm and dialing Kelly in another is perfectly So he's hanging
0: from the edge of the cliff Uh from the beginning of the competition until three quarters of the way through
1: once the phone rings? Yes, 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 (laughs) And that's why he's in such dire state. Sure. Yes. And it's so funny when they show him, they show him laying like on the cliff for me the camera looked like a puddle of blood so i thought that he had a puddle of blood next to his head like because it was so quick and i don't know i was wearing my glasses like it just looked like he was like dead
0: instead he just had no marks on him
1: whatsoever no and it's so funny because he kept going like this he kept waking up and going kelly kelly and then she presumably could hear this And then didn't say anything. She didn't say, hold on, Dad, (laughs) which is like the normal thing you would say on a rescue mission. Well, she
0: was like hanging by a rope, which was too short. And they would have known that as soon as they threw the rope over the edge. I know.
1: And in fact, there's actually like I when I was Googling this movie, there was a a noted continuity error with the rope where they were like, the rope was long enough and then it wasn't. It's like, okay, Yeah, obviously. She had to jump because she's scared of heights. Perfectly written movie. Page. speaking of quotes, <laughs> mm, I have a quiz for you. Okay. So you supposedly watched this movie. Uh-oh. But can you finish this sentence? Oh, gosh. Okay. Okay. He looks like a rock star, and I would know, because I've been this close to... Do you I, know the answer? I, I do. Or, or would you like the four options?
0: I think I know the answer. Can I get two points if I get it without the multiple choice? Yes.
1: Is it in sync? It is in sync. It is in sync. <laughs> and I'm so glad that I looked up best artists of 2002 <laughs> and came up with a list for you, which included the Backstreet Boys, 98 Degrees, and Lil Bow Wow. <laughs> I wish it was Lil Bow Wow. <laughs> Me too. Oh, man. Okay, so then I have another quote for you. I'm ready. And now this is something that made you cry, so I'd hope you'd have it memorized. Can you finish this sentence? How does the cadet render a courtesy to a superior officer when not in formation? It is one of the questions. Oh, yeah, it is. From the... It's long, though. Oh, it's long?
0: <laughs> I remember being like, wow.
1: It's real long. What do you think it starts with? And this is exactly when I cried.
0: Um, a, a cadet officer?
1: You think she starts a sentence with... A cadet? Why not? That's a
0: noun. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Do you have multiple choice for this one? No. Imagine I had
1: memorized her answer. So do you give up? I give up. Do you sacrifice your two points? (laughs) Yeah, all or nothing. You you, you can win them back. There is an extra credit section. Okay, Okay, I'm going to tell you Hillary's response. Okay. And I want you to respond from the point of view of the officer. Okay. Because the officer is asking her this question. Mm. Okay? So if you can't get Hillary's response, I'm going to say it, and then you get to say his. Okay. Okay, so she says, sir, which is what I was hinting at. Sir, when rendering courtesy to an individual with with a cadet's rifle with right shoulder, left shoulder, or port arms, and not in formation, Sir, the cadet will execute, present arms, Sir. Okay, so that's what Hillary says. You thought I'd remember that? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it would be funny. So, now, what do you think he says? He says... Uh, what does he say in response to the correct answer?
0: Affirmative.
1: Mm, He says, the cadet will please demonstrate. Oh, you're right. And then she has to do it.
0: Uh And then he walks away and she smiles.
1: And so what does he say as he walks away? Because this is another point to, this is another place where you could earn a point.
0: Affirmative.
1: (laughs) Close. Close. He says, as you were. Mm. Mm. So I guess you're like negative five points (laughs) now. Shoot. Guys, please vote now to keep Paige on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Your vote matters. You're
0: uh, you're retaliating because I got that in sync one. Yeah, I really
1: am. Reta- I'm absolutely <laughs> retaliating. But you get to retaliate now because don't you have a quiz for me? I have a quiz
0: for you, Hope. And oh, I'm nervous. No, I think you're gonna do really well. Okay. Hope.
1: Paige. <laughs> you
0: mentioned earlier that this is not our first podcast together.
1: You're right. I did mention that
0: we had a podcast in college. Yes, about- we did. Disney Channel Original Movies, Mm -hmm. and we actually had an episode about Cadet Kelly. Okay, I
1: thought we did, because I was like, this is starting to seem familiar.
0: (laughs) So, I went back and I listened to that episode from 2016.
1: Wow. And I want to see...
0: Babies. I want to see if you agree with your opinions.
2: (laughs) (gasps) Oh my god, you're so mean. (laughs) (laughs)
1: From
0: (laughs) From six years ago. So, it's just a quiz about what you thought at the time. Yeah,
1: i was super anti vax in two thousand sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that stands up. <laughs> no, it's all
0: related to Cadet Kelly.
1: Um, super pro military. So are you ready? <laughs> yes. I'm okay. nervous. No, just don't kidding. You know. Okay, number
0: one. On eight seven central you say that my Disney Channel doppelganger is Christy Carlson Romano. Yes. Who did you say was your Disney Channel doppelganger? And there are two. You gave two responses,
1: so I I'll gave take either two one. Two responses. Um, did I say Hilary Duff, or did I say my? Did I say Miley Cyrus? Okay. Are those your guesses? Yeah, those are my first two guesses, <laughs> <laughs> and then I would say my third guess is Ashley Tisdale. Okay. And. hmm. <laughs> just give as many as you want. I'm really. just gonna. Um, I guess Zach and Cody. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm a Phil Lewis. (laughs) No. Okay. I think my, my top three guesses were, well, those are my guesses. Okay.
0: My top three were those six. (laughs) Um, My top six were those three. You're wrong. Uh, so the first one you gave, uh, you said you were the Mom from the 13th year. Okay. That checks out. Or, uh, hatching Pete,
1: but in the chicken costume. (laughs) Okay, I think I was pretty close with Ashley Tisdale on that one. (laughs) So, um,
0: you also were comparing Hillary Duff characters at the time. Who did you say was clumsier, Lizzie or Kelly?
1: Oh, I feel like I said Lizzie was clumsier. Well, no, I said Kelly. Well, they're both super clumsy. Okay, Kelly. No, Kelly. (laughs) It was Kelly. Okay, thank God. Which I was shocked but also Lizzie is super clumsy in the first like 10 seconds of the Lizzie McGuire film she like falls out of her like shower it's part of Lizzie's character but it's also kind of part of
0: Kelly's dad's (laughs) okay um also on the podcast we were talking about a certain group of people that you described as your bitches who were we referring to
1: my bitches. Okay. My bitches. Are we talking about my cousins? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only girl of a, of a male cousin uh, group, and so sometimes my grandma makes them, like, do stuff for me that's crazy. Like, she'll be like, Colby, help Hope carry this pie. And it's like, I don't need help carrying a pie. <laughs> so sometimes I call them my bitches. Um... I don't know. I don't know. Okay, if it's not my cousins who are my bitches, then I give up.
0: In 2016, at least, you said your bitches were... Oh, is it you? No. Oh. <laughs> okay, start over. Um, at least in 2016, your bitches were your mom's boyfriends.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm correct on that. I'm correct on that. Absolutely. At the t- At that time, my mom's boyfriends were... Like, my mom had, like, two boyfriends, basically, who were, like, mechanics and would look at my car and help me. Like, I could really... Because it was also, like, my mom's ex-boyfriends were, like, vying for her love. And they're like, I'll help with your car. (laughs) Okay, next. That's really
0: the end because... I mean, you already know this one, but I'll, I'll give you the question anyway. Okay. The character of Brad is blonde, goes to military school, and, at least in 2016... You had a crush on him. <laughs> Those three traits led you to compare the, c- compare him to what TV character? Oh, is it Francis from Malcolm
1: in the middle? It is good to know that I agree with myself. Not much has on, changed on in 2016. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. okay. Who would you be in this movie? Um, <laughs> can I guess, can I oh, say, sure. I, when I watch this, because I know the obvious choice is for you to be Christy Carlson or Romano right. just because physically mm-hmm. you have the same face. Um, <laughs> but I think character wise, you and I are Amanda and Lizzie. Oh, oh I called her Lizzie. I always do oh. that. Kelly and Amanda. I appreciate that. I
0: like that. <laughs> I, I take that. Okay, good. I'm glad I, to my, hear that. my first instinct, if I can be honest, was mm-hmm. the fish that almost. Died. I literally was about
1: to say that. I literally was about to say that I'm scared.
0: <laughs> I mean it's the obvious choice. She I'm almost saved a, they, by Hillary. They
1: all four watched that fishbowl like spin around the table for like 15, 30 seconds.
0: I did <laughs> like, have to save my goldfish as a kid. That's a trauma for another
1: time., <laughs> stay tuned for our thirteenth year episode <laughs> where we talk about fish. Just kidding. Okay, Hillary's love interest, so I guess there is the 16-year-old when she's 13. Yeah. But, okay, I will say, I think Hillary's amazing for being so forward and dorky in front of this guy. Like, it made me cringe at the time, because I was like, oh my god, you're embarrassing yourself? But the way that I act now in front of people that I'm dating, it's like, when she's, like, joking around doing that bad gun dance, that's me. Like, yeah. I... I like that she's... She's unabashedly herself. Exactly. And at the time, I was like, that's cringe, because I was self-conscious. I think,
0: we should, I think we should rank Brad as a potential mate and Jennifer.
1: And Jennifer. Okay. So, for Jennifer, honestly, I love a an enemies-to-lovers arc. And for Brad, I thought... Okay, so because Jennifer and Brad, they dated, I did not like the way that he treated her on their date aka at the dance even if he was even if they weren't on a date he was still a jerk about her getting covered in mud well they call each
0: other boy or like in interviews and things christy carlson romano has referred to him as like jennifer stone's boyfriend i didn't get that vibe at all when i was watching the movie
1: hey fans it's me again you know hope from history Deafs. you're probably wondering what happened to page well the truth of the matter is My computer died while we were recording this segment, so normally Paige would come back over to my house and we would record together, but I have COVID, so probably shouldn't be trapped in a small box together. I mean, huge pod loft. Um, So I'm just going to tell you our thoughts that we texted about. So Paige is going to give Brad an eight. Her exact quotes were "uh eight, and she was confused about whether or not him and Jennifer were in a relationship. So that makes sense for me. I'm going to give Brad like a six. I don't see much real chemistry there. Like she's 13, he's 16. Like there shouldn't be anything really going on. You know, they can do that when they're older. But right now I'm just not really team Brad. I think he's just kind of put in there as, um, as a, as a deflector of the plot. Like, oh, what else could girls be jealous about other than a man as opposed to, hmm, maybe they're in love. Um, which brings me to my uh, Christy Carlson Romano ranking Jennifer Stone. I think I'm going to rank her a six as a love interest as well. And Paige ranked her a five because she's mean, which is true. She is mean. And actually, wait, it someone destroyed my baby blanket, I would never, ever, like, speak to them again, let alone have them... Be my lover. Um, so maybe I'm going to deduct more points and say that she's a four. Hey guys, hope again, again. Um, I just realized that when I said she's mean, I wasn't saying that Paige was mean. I was saying that Paige said that Christy Carlson... Romano was mean. I just wanted to make that clear. Also, I have to mention that I got COVID at Ren Fair. And actually when I was at Ren Fair, I had like a core memory unlocked where it was like the girls playing with ribbons, often sticks. And I literally used to do that like because of Cadet Kelly. And I would do it at Ren Fair, like because of Cadet Kelly as a child in Ohio. Wow. Okay. Thank you for letting me get that off my chest. This feels... Like a safe space that I've created. Wow. Go me. And go Paige. This has been the love interest segment of Cadet Kelly. And now here's a deleted scene from our real life friends and internet celebs. Twitter's Allison O'Connor and TikTok's Ellen underscore Lang.
2: Okay, okay. Hope and Paige, listen up. It's about to get hot and steamy in here.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. It's about to get... H O R N Y I E <laughs> I don't know. I feel I feel like we shouldn't be too horny because I think canonically Kelly's supposed to be 14.
2: We're not gonna be too horny. There's just don't worry, uh, there's lesbian <laughs> undertones, yeah. and you know what? Being gay is not inherently dirty
3: unless you're me doing it because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a freaky bitch. okay. okay. <laughs> um okay should we like should we like say like scene
2: and action cadet kelly what the hell are you doing in your bunk still you're supposed to be at rifle spinning practice
3: i'm expressing myself doing cool crochet making awesome hats
2: (laughs) kelly you can't make awesome hats, cadet. You're supposed to be doing your punishment.
3: I thought it was supposed to be at rifle practice as a standard part of the curriculum. I didn't know that was punishment.
2: Well, you clearly forgot the part of your story where you were sentenced to polish the boots of the drill team and then try try out for it oh okay I'm the boss of the drill team and you are just a lowly freshman who's a loser and you you need to stop crocheting or and get to practice
3: I can't take any criticism seriously from someone who dresses like my fugly stepdad
2: it's not my fault we have the same uniform
3: brigadier
2: Um, brigadier captain joe sir maxwell is a good man
3: if you like him so much why don't you marry him so he doesn't have to be married to my mom
2: ew first of all he's old second of all i would never have a husband why is that just not my style
3: Okay, when when you say I should polish the boots, should I start right now with yours?
2: Yeah, the best shine is a spit shine.
3: <laughs> okay, let me yahawka, Loki. Ew. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wow, your spit did the trick. My boots are good as new.
3: My spit can do a lot of tricks if you're open-minded to it.
2: What was that, cadet? (laughs) Nothing. Your spit can do a lot of tricks? I feel funny.
3: (laughs) What other punishments do I have to do before I can be on the drill team? I'm deal. trying to get drills on, in team ways and on a one-to-one basis. Today! <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm horny for you. Dang.
2: I'm, I'm feeling conflicted because I'm in the military. <laughs> but I guess nobody asked and we don't have to tell.
3: Hit the
2: showers? Yeah. Ow! Ow! And scene.
1: Wow, that was incredible. Uh, The, the tension there, whew. What an important piece of art. Thank you so much, Allison O'Connor and Ellen Lang. And this is the end of our Cadet Kelly episode. Paige would say thank you if she were here. Um, but she's not, okay? So I'm your new favorite host. Follow us on TikTok and on Instagram, and tune in next week for Agent Cody Banks.